0: Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. How are you? Life's pretty good. We got a rainy day here in Atlanta. What you got down there in Florida? Well, it's sunny today, but there's a little
1: spinner down, uh, down off the coast of uh, Puerto Rico. So we'll Yeah, look- I
0: saw that. It might hit you guys this weekend.
1: Yeah, it looks that yeah, way. A
0: tropical storm or something. I don't know if it'd be a hurricane or anything like that. Yeah, nothing like having a little tropical storm on uh, Labor Day weekend. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's like having sharks at the beach. Nothing wrong with that. Just, you know.
1: (laughs) Guess I won't be playing golf this weekend.
0: That's right. All right, so let's talk today. um, Delegating more can increase your earnings and possibly your quality of life. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, And there's actually all kinds of research on this. I read an article earlier this week on Harvard Business Review. I think it was this week, it might've been last week. Harvard Business Review did a topic on that. But we talk about delegating all the time and how simplify to multiply. I've heard that before, some, some of my other gurus, simplify to multiply, meaning, you know, we got to get rid of what we, the wasteful stuff, right? So let's talk a little about delegating to increase your earnings, can increase your earnings.
1: Well, I would start with, um, you know, I, the the first question that I normally get is, well, how do I know what to delegate? And my response, which I'm sure I don't know would be exactly the same as yours, but I know it'd be similar because we do think a lot alike in this area. I'd be like, well, first delegate the stuff that you hate to do. Uh, Let's start there. Um, You know, and and of course, that would require you to take an activity inventory. There you go. You rate what you like to do and what you don't like to do. And And then you're going to have to create some systems on those things that you don't like to do. And a system is just simply the way you do it now, recorded on paper or recorded on video or audio or whatever, but it's recorded.
0: So you can hand it to someone else and say, here, this is how I do it now. You said about three things in there. Let's unpack what you said. We got to unpack that, right? So the first thing that we would both tell people to do is activity inventory, which is basically write down everything you do for a week. I actually say hour by hour, write down. I answered phone calls, emails, talked to clients, went on a call, did a prep book for a client meeting, did some follow up, right? So you got to do activity inventory. That is number one. Do it for about a week, is what we usually say, both of us. Number two would be now at the end of the week, you divide it up to, I just simplify it, A, B, C tasks, right? Uh, a tasks are really good tests you enjoy, make you money. And C tasks are, you know, they don't make you money, they're a pain in the butt, and, you know, we could pay somebody to do that i've also done it dollar amounts say c activities are 10 dollar 20 activities i could pay somebody 20 bucks to read my email or 20 bucks to set up my appointments or 20 bucks to confirm my appointments right sure. and the a activities i call them your a plus activities that's what i got to do because that's what really makes me money that's meeting with clients or prospects or centers of influence or or closing a deal right yeah. and the b's the b stuff is in between there right so that was number two would be hey, let's keep track of our activity. What are we spending our time on now? Then qualify it A, B, or C or dollar amounts, you know, twenty dollars, hundred dollars, $1, thousand dollars, whatever numbers you want to use. And then what we'll find out is that number three is the eighty-20 principle, right? Which is all of us are spending eighty percent of our time doing 20 stuff if we're good, percent of our stuff on the A stuff, right? So Just because you broke up a little there, just uh,
1: say the 80-20, again, just for the recording.
0: Yeah, so for the 80-20, the third part, I'd say you're uh, you're probably spending 80% of your time doing those C activities, those $10 activities, those $20 activities. We we all are. So the first thing we have to do is that's what we delegate. So you were saying somebody will ask you, well, what do I delegate? How do I delegate? Well, first thing we got to do is find out what do we delegate, and we delegate the C activities the $10, $20 activities. And we're probably spending 80% of our time on those activities. So by default, if I spend less time on the C activities, that gives me more time on the A activities, per se. right? Yeah. Just, just simple math. <laughs> but what it really does is freeze up your time to spend, if you are spending more time on your A plus activities, the stuff that really makes you money, by default, you make increase your earnings. You make more money, right?
1: Correct and I don't believe you can ever make, um, I say this cautiously, depending on what you do, but unless you're able to uh, outsource or delegate, outsource is a a, um, whatever, it's almost like a cuss word nowadays. When I say outsource, I don't necessarily mean hiring um, small children in a foreign country. (laughs) What I mean by outsourcing is simply, taking an activity that you do and letting someone else do it now whether they're um they don't work inside of your bill you know your business or they could outsourcing can actually be inside of your own company where you actually hire people to do it um sometimes outsourcing can be considered you hire somebody part-time they come in from outside that's what i when i say outsourcing i'm not necessarily meaning you're outsourcing it through upwork or something like that although i do recommend using uh, um, you know, services like Upwork because there's a lot of things on there that you would be surprised. It's about anything. If you want to delegate something that uh, the the biggest thing, Matt, is a lot of people think, well, I can't delegate that. I got to, uh, that can't be done by someone else. And a lot of times it really can't.
0: Right. And that's, so it's funny you said that I got two little stories to that point. One would be, I was working with one of my healthcare professionals and she receives referrals right so she gets referrals from uh, other people and she thinks she needs to handle all the referrals and so i challenged her on that saying yes and no so this is where i'd say you break it down into a process what does handling a referral really mean right so i got a referral that says talk to dave right but right There could be an email that your assistant can send out to say, hey, Dave, I got your name from Bill, love to get together and chat with you. Your assistant can send that email, right? Your assistant can send the email that says, hey, Bill, I set up an appointment with Dave, he and I are going to talk next week, right? Your assistant can set up that phone call or that meeting for next week, right? You physically need to go to that meeting or have that phone call with Dave, my referral. I got to do this. I didn't have to do everything up to getting in front of you. And even afterwards, so after I meet with Dave, I need to let my referral source know that, hey, I had a great meeting with Dave, it went really well, we got some follow-up items, I'll let you how it goes. Your assistant can do that as well. So when you think of receiving referrals, there's really a process in there, and you can delegate pieces of that process. So that's the first thing i tell you.
1: Yeah, especially with, you take Dave, and you say, okay, Dave, you want out, to outsource this, why don't you write an email that that your um, assistant can put the name in and your Calendly link or, or, or whatever. And, right. and, and let's take, even if it's just one step in there that you're gonna automate, right. if you're spending, let's just say four hours a week on that activity, that's four hours a week of your life that you get to go move into, if that's a C activity, it might. That's it's four hours that moves you into a B activity. Perhaps. I mean, of course, the ideal would be all A plus activities. But it, for some people starting out, delegating is very scary. And oh, I'm giving up control. And they people don't want to give up control. When in reality, when you've got control of everything, you have control of nothing.
0: Right. And that's a great point. I will, uh, I have a second story to share about when i my first delegation experience and now I'm like the king of delegating and I use virtual assistants and I use Fiverr and Upwork and all this kind of stuff to, cause believe it or not, there are people that like to do things that, that I don't like to do. There are people that actually like to do stuff that you don't like to do. They're, they're out there. There are people that specialize in QuickBooks. They're, you know, your accounting software. There are people that specialize in certain software packages. There are people that specialize in putting together pitch books, right? I mean, There are people that do this stuff, right? Um, So mine was actually, I have a piece of software for my investment business that you have to update it every day. It takes about five, let's talk 10 minutes a day. So it's 10 minutes a day, whatever, 20 days a month, right? But about once a month, there would be some sort of mistake on the daily download and it might take me 30 minutes to an hour to kind of fix it, right? But there was also that anticipation of the stress. Is today gonna be the 10 minute day? Or the once a month that I got to do the the 30 minutes to an hour. Because gosh, I don't have time today to do the hour thing because I got meetings, right? So I found somebody who used to actually work for the software company, became a stay-at-home mom. So yes, she knows the software, understands the software. And she'd be happy to do that daily 10-minute task for me. And oh, by the way, it only takes her about three minutes because she's an expert in the software. And that task that happens about once a month that's an hour long for me, takes her about 10 minutes because again she's an expert in the software package so her to solve the problem is like no 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 problem for her so i started doing that and this was several years ago and you know a nominal fee i don't remember what we're paying a couple hundred bucks a month maybe 300 but i don't know what it was but the the relief that i felt just the anxiety of i know it's only 10 minutes a day so it sounds really silly but that 10 minutes was a stressful 10 minutes right that stressful one hour a month was a stressful one hour a month, right? Just knowing that I had taken that off that plate just invigorated me and and filled me up. And then I started looking for other things, other things that I could do. What else can I get rid of? What else can I delegate, right? So that's when I I hired my very first bookkeeper very shortly after that, right? And so I'm a type A personality. So I want it. she's not writing checks. Well, if she writes the text, I still have to sign them. So I'm, you know, I want everybody to control their own numbers, but having somebody go and balance the books and then all I have to do is double check it. That was awesome. I'm still a control freak. So I'm going to double check it. That's just who I am. Right. But, uh, but I only have to look at it once a month for an hour. Right. Not, you know, whatever weekly for an hour. Anyway, those are a couple of my stories. Sorry. That's what well, no, me me no, excited. No, you start looking right, for that's,
1: things. That's the exact type of thing. I think that a lot of people need to hear, especially the more of a solopreneur that you are um the, the 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 way in which you're going to get um free if you're going to grow a big company one day um you've got to start with the delegation early you know um well i've been self employed since 1992 and the hardest thing in the beginning was um when I was teaching something to somebody new in like even in the locksmith business, okay, which was hands-on. Right. And I'd see it an apprentice and they're working on something and they're struggling with it. I wanted to shove them out of the way. Let me do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, that's what they say. It's easier for me to do it myself and teach somebody.
1: But the reality is as time went along, I realized if I don't let this person with their shaky hands and their, their fear work through this problem, then they're never going to learn it. And the best thing I can do right now is actually just walk away and then have them come get me when the end result is done. And that way they did it their way. And then I could say, well, how did you do it? And then they tell me the way they did it. And then sometimes I could say, well, that's a different way than I would have done. Here's the way I would have done it. And next time, see if you like your way better or the way that I do it. And then that way, now they have two opinions and they might say, well, my way went quicker, Dave. And right, so, right. But if you, if you always want to jump in there, you're going to be stuck small, no matter what type of business you're in. Now I, I say that because, but there are so many entrepreneurs. I, I have some friends who are copywriters and I mean, high paid copywriters, you know, high six figure copywriters, when they say high six, you know, approaching the seven figure a year copywriters, well, they don't, they, even some of them delegate things like emails. So they're so busy writing for their clients, the the, uh, marketing materials, the website materials that they'll be like, well, now I got all these emails I got to create. And I've got these other deadlines that are higher, highest and best use that I've got to work on. And they'll outsource emails to, to others. So even somebody who is in a career like copywriting, which is very one person, right? they start to outsource. And what ends up happening with the best copywriters almost inevitably is they become an agency. If they're ever going to achieve true freedom, a lot of times they go from being a copywriter to an agency because they realize, wow, If I outsource the email, maybe I could outsource the sales letter and I could outsource this. And all I'll (laughs) do is do the final read through and the little um, uh, critique. And then I'll send it off and it'll look like my work and it'll look great and everybody be happy and, and I'll get paid and a couple other people get paid and everybody makes money. Well, that's what when you realize what delegation can do for you, that's what it can do. It can make your efforts expand that you could not possibly do yourself. Because you're limited totally. by your time.
0: Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll give you another example. This just happened last week. So I've got my quarterly meetings coming up for my other business, the, the investment side of the business. And so let's call it, you know, for this quarter, there's, I don't know, maybe 20 to 30 names. Let's just, I don't know what the exact number was. And so I give that to my virtual assistant and say, you know, here are the names. Here, go in there and set up the appointments with everybody. Right. So that, those are your appointments that will happen in September, October, maybe in November, but that gets it off my chest, right? That I'm not to have to worry about, oh, when am I going to meet with Bill? And, oh, I got to set that up. No, we'll let my assistant do that, right? And actually a virtual assistant. And she can do that through her own email. She could pretend to be me. It, it doesn't really matter. That's just semantics at that point, right? Because if, if Bill wants to talk with me, he doesn't care if, the assistant set it up or if I'm setting it up as long as there's a phone call or a meeting set up on the calendar. He doesn't care. Sure. Right? So I just delegated that I literally just did this this past week. And there's certain people like to meet at certain times of the day or certain days a week or at certain locations, right. But I know all that and I noted that in the margins, you know, Dave wants to meet over here and Bill usually meets on Tuesdays and this guy can only meet on Mondays. and This guy likes to eat at this particular restaurant, right. But I noted all that on a napkin. I call it kind of like the napkin, you know, hey, we can put all that on a piece of paper and then I can, that's our 80% rule, right? I got 80% of it done and then the assistant can can book them. I literally just did that last week and and the relief you feel just from, wow, okay, now appointments, I know it's going to be handled, it'll be taken care of. Not today. I mean, it's going to take a little time to, you know, all that back and forth, but but I don't have to be a part of that, right?
1: Well, you're a part of it. Indirectly, you're a part of it.
0: Right. I just outline what I want done. I want to have meetings with these 20. I do the same things with centers of influence. So I get referrals from accountants and lawyers and uh, consultants. Right. So I'll do the same thing. I have these people that I want to meet each quarter. So set up those appointments for me. So I'm I'm, I'm staying in front of those people on a quarterly basis. And I don't have to worry about the back and forth. Let somebody else handle the back and forth. Right. And it's especially as you move into
1: professional fields, doctors, lawyers, if, if a doctor doesn't learn to delegate certain aspects, then what's he or she doing? So, um, he's checking your blood pressure. He's checking your heartbeat. He's—I che- say he. It could be a she doctor. Uh, you know, either way. But they're doing all these little activities. Um, but you'll notice that most doctors nowadays, when you—they've so many patients to see. So you walk in, and they've got a um, a medical assistant. I don't know exactly what the title is, but They're going to check your blood pressure. They're going to check your heartbeat. They're going to check, um, you know, what what are you here for? Are your medications the same? Are this, you know, and they go down the list. And then there'll be like the doctor being here. The doctor gets to spend, you know, three and a half minutes with you. But you were with the assistant maybe five or six minutes. But if the doctor does not do that, they cannot possibly take care of all their patients. Or they have to cut the amount of patients they can see. Same with attorneys. Um, you see attorneys with stacks of papers on their desk, if they don't hire a paralegal, they don't hire somebody to help them and delegate a lot of it, they'll never grow because they're stuck in their piles of paper. They, I mean, there's only so much any human can do. And right. like you said, probably if there's one big thing that can be taken out of this, it's not always just the work. It's the sigh of relief that I don't have to do that.
0: Right. Right. I mean, right.
1: you do it twice on two different things, things right. that stress out about, but then you turn them over and you're like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore.
0: Right. And I have, I have a doctor as a client. One of my clients is a doctor, and we talked about that. He was spending a lot of time at night at home uh, writing up the medical, uh, the medical reports from his meetings during the day, right? So he met with all these patients, and he took some notes, and then you got to enter into their CRM at the end. Of, he was taking two to three hours to do it at night at home. Oh, wow. So we came up with a delegation that that he, it would be cost-effective, right? It's going to cost him money, but he hired an intern, right? I don't know if it was a nursing intern or a PA intern who could follow him around and take the notes during the meetings, and that was their job. They took, He just had to proof the notes. Hey, we met with each patient. Here's what we did. Here's the treatment. And, and the PA or this intern, right, who knew the medical knowledge. I right? couldn't just hire somebody off the street, right? They had to know the medical oh, sure. Um, But that saved him the two to three hours at night, made his home life so much better. So it wasn't necessarily a monetary. Uh, it was more of an emotional, hey, I get time with the family, and I don't have to do this at home. And it cost him money, but it was an investment. or That's, that's worth it to him, right? That was worth it to him to have more freedom of time, right? Oh, sure. I mean two to three hours a night, I mean that's a lot. I didn't realize that's how much he was doing, but yeah, that's brutal,
1: yeah, even if he's only doing that four nights a week, that's a lot of time
0: yeah, time away from the family, right? I mean, that's a productive use. I was talking to one of my neighbors the other day and and, and he is uh, he's got a business and he shares an assistant with another person, and I was like, you know it would probably be worth it to you to hire another assistant full-time dedicated yourself or another part-time person, or even an intern to do the kind of stuff, right? The scheduling, the emails, the appointments, because that's a better dollar spent for you than freeze up your time to do the A plus activities as opposed to worrying about your partial use of an assistant, right? Yep. But it's like just hire another assistant and, and, and you'll, you'll more than pay for her by the amount of time you get to spend on your A plus activities. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's you're, you're you make a great point that people are so reluctant to to give up control or only I can do it, and that's why I say the biggest challenge is well just break it down into pieces. Surely there's some piece of it somebody could do. There's there's got to be a little piece that they could do, right?
1: And before long they realize, oh, I guess that that they can handle that, right? And then they realize, well, maybe I can give a little more. It it's usually it it. It's usually they think they're losing control in some area, and um, I think the difference is between when you think you're losing control, you probably don't have control.
0: <laughs> that's a good point. Right, I mean, you're out of you're out of control.
1: You're out of control. That's the I mean that's the reality. Is you know when you think you can when you have to do everything yourself, you're out of control, you don't have control, and you, you've you right. got to let up some of that control, and I know there's, you know, there's solar, solopreneurs, you know, people who, you know, might watch this and go, yeah, but I can't afford to hire somebody yet, or I can't, and, but that is, um, what I would call, um, it, the mentality is all wrong. You're, you're assuming right. that you're, that your time is of no value. Right. And, and you're, you're thinking like a $10 an hour employee instead of um, like an entrepreneur realizing that if I could spend more of my personal time on the activities that pay more, I'll right. make more. And that's, so you go from scarcity mentality to a growth mindset. Right. You, you, you won't be able to grow unless you can actually say, I've got to outsource some of this stuff that's taking my time, eating my time. A doctor doing, I don't want to call it menial, but, but doing I understand. Like paperwork, that's, that's...
0: Not the highest the best use of their time, right? right. Not, their best use of time is getting in front of patients, right? And if that frees them to get in front of patients. I just had another example of this just happened last week. So we've mentioned this before on, on I use Screencast-O-Matic. I think it's called Screencast Omatic. It's a free software that you can videotape your videotape. Sorry, not even videotape anymore. You can record your desktop, right? So I was have I have a new something new going on in my business, and so I recorded the screen on. Here's how you do that. You know, it was maybe four, five, six steps, uh, and it was new to me. So I just recorded it as I did it because somebody else had taught me how to use this new software package, and I was like, oh, we do this, this, and this. I made a video of it, maybe it was three minutes long. Now that's the video that I send to my virtual assistant so they can do that task. It was a brand new process, a brand new piece of software I had never used before, but I recorded it as I did it. And so then the VA can use my own video of me doing it to reference to, so so it's a she, so she can learn it herself, right? And I mean, that was, I only had to do it once. I only had to do it once. And now she can do it on a daily basis. Again, one of those other little you know five minute a day kind of tasks
1: yeah and those are things that i mean people don't think oh yeah i guess i could record my screen while i'm doing this right <laughs> even graphic designers you know they who that's all they do and they're, they think it's their artistic ability you know sure there's some of that but they can record their screen and actually outsource some of that
0: yeah i mean it's the technology we have to be able to do that i mean and if you want audio recordings, right, you can just pick up your phone and, and, and record a message, right? We have dictation services. Uh, I had another different uh, doctor who we got him uh, a medical dictation service. Same, saw the same problem that way where he could dictate his notes while he was having them so he didn't have to type them up. And he had his assistant move them into their CRM. I forget what the patient management thing is called over there. But we used a virtual. So we used a you know, dictation service versus somebody following him around right? Two, two different people, two different solutions, right?
1: Yeah. There's always, there's always di- different solutions. They're not all the same because nothing in business is one size fits all for sure.
0: So if I was going to ask you, what are three things that you, that you need to delegate and I'm challenging you, I'm throwing you for a loop you can ask well, me this question. Um, I'll,
1: I'll give you one example. So um, I'm going to start delegating my automated emails on all three of my companies because um, look, delegation and automation are are two big things in business automation is automating follow-up so that whenever you have products or customers or prospects in all these different funnels well you have to have automated emails and writing those and keeping up with my other activities has been a lot on my plate so i said you know what i'm just going to start i'm going to hire some copywriters i've got some friends i'll just hire somebody to write my emails and I'll look them over and make sure they're writing them in,
0: in your kind of voice,
1: in my voice, um, as, as close as possible to my voice. And I'll just outsource that. So that's one activity that I'm definitely not, I mean, not long before this call, I'm like, I'm, I need to start um, outsourcing uh, my emails. That's, that's something. Also outsourcing my Facebook ads. Um, I don't, I'm not currently doing Facebook ads, but on occasion I do them. But right. if I outsource them, I'd probably do them a lot more. Um,
0: it's funny. Out- I'm thinking about that myself.
1: Yeah, outsourcing um, the this this video that we do, outsourcing the, like, the uploading. It doesn't yep. seem it takes long, but, you know, it's about 30, 30 to 45 minutes every week that we, uh, we, we can
0: have somebody else do. Absolutely.
1: So those are three areas that I'm like, well, we ought to be those things, if I had them off my plate would be, you know, a little bit of a relief. They're yeah. not hard, but at the same time, the emails are, are a big thing because they take up a lot of time. If you write a, you know, a 400 word email and let's say that takes you 15 minutes and then you proofread it and it takes you another 15 minutes. Well, um, if you've got to write five or six emails, I mean, you're talking hours of time.
0: Yeah. There's a whole afternoon. Yeah.
1: So, So those are big ones. How about you? What, what do you need to
0: outsource? Yeah. So, so I was talking about outsourcing some of my, you know, setting up my appointments, which I just started doing that. Uh, Funny you say that I'm actually looking at playing around with some Facebook advertising for uh, the coaching business and for the investment business. So I'd like, I kind of like you, I know what I want done. I just don't want to be the one to do it. Yeah. Right. You know, like, like you said, you could do it yourself. I could do it myself. I don't really want to do that. And then the third, I was just sitting here as we were chatting that, um, Oh, and now it lost me I had another idea that I was gonna uh, delegate or outsource or now I can't remember what it was so I still got I got one more so I was saying Facebook I was saying my appointments anyway there's something else I need to delegate or outsource it'll it'll come back to me but I like that and I like thinking about that on a I tell you what on a quarterly basis I do that activity inventory right so so even me I find myself spending too much time on the C activities right it's you're never done that's always you know, a yeah. migration. So I always look for opportunities to delegate like this. So, so that's why this was a good, a good conversation to have. I'm, I'm trying to think what the third one thing I had it in my head. a second.
1: And you'll think of it here.
0: Right, right after we're done. So, so that was pretty good. So, so we would say, uh, delegate in order to increase your earnings, uh, and increase your free time.
1: Yeah. Right. And your quality of life. That's ultimately quality of life. If you, if you outsource things, look, you, you said it earlier, it, it was a sigh of relief. Well, that's improving your quality of life. Because Absolutely. Stress definitely takes away from your quality of life. Uh, time away from your family takes away from your quality of life. So if you're doing activities that someone else can do for, uh, do well, mind you, uh, for, you know, it costs some money. I mean, nothing is free, but ideally you outsource that so that you have
0: more time to enjoy your life. Yeah, it's an investment. I call it an investment. It's yeah, not a cost. Or, or you're
1: making more money as a result.
0: So. Yeah, make an investment. So we said, how do we do that? We said, do an activity. we got to know where you're spending your time. Do an activity inventory, everything you're doing for a week. Qualify it, ABC activities. 80, 20, probably 8% of your stuff is spent doing C activities. That's the stuff you start delegating first. We talked about how to delegate. We talked about uh, making screencasts, little videos. We talked about using your phone and dictation that you can do. We talked, we gave specific examples, right, that you could outsource, writing emails, I, examples of setting appointments. Um, those are great examples of things that you can outsource, pieces of a project that you can delegate or outsource, um, where you're just proofing it. So, so I think we gave them some pretty good stuff. Um, simplify to uh, multiply.
1: That's right? it.
0: You delegate some of the stuff, you'll have more time and you'll make more money and you'll have a higher quality of life. That's, that sounds like a pretty good win-win, win-win-win maybe.
1: I would say that's win, win, win. So good. All right, man, where
0: can we find you? Find me at davidmulvaney.com.
1: You can connect with me on LinkedIn at David Mulvaney. How about you, Matt?
0: Perfect. So uh, Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn, and then I've got uh, 10xprofitblueprint.com. 10xprofitblueprint.com is the uh, coaching website.
1: All right, subscribe to our YouTube channel, ring the bell so you're notified of our weekly video and comment below, and I'd love to hear from you. Take care, good. man.
0: See you. Take care.